This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frasier Productions. Welcome to The Deciders. I'm Renee Frazier, the founder and CEO of Frazier Communications. We're the leading woman-owned and woman-led advertising and communications firm in Southern California. We specialize in changing behaviors to grow brands, but primarily to have a positive impact on society. We work very hard to use communications to make the world a better place. And the show, The Deciders, is another opportunity to do that. We feature leaders and change agents, and in this time of coronavirus pandemic, people adapting to the changed lifestyle with our physical distancing and the economic implications and the disruption that's been caused by coronavirus. We want to feature companies that have emerged from this successfully that are pivoting, if you will, and changing their business model to adapt to the needs of COVID-19. Unfortunately, this is happening all around us that COVID-19 is dampening demand in some areas, opening up demand in others. Today, we're going to be talking to two business owners who saw a need and they creatively tried to identify ways to change their business quickly and keep their employees working. They found innovative solutions to the needs that we saw in the marketplace. And we'll talk about what it took how they decided to make these changes and these decisions, because this has all happened very quickly. Our first guest is Lee Goodwin. She's the CEO from Lee Do, a company that makes bedding, textiles, and soft goods for dorms and the home market. And you can find them at leedu.com, L-E-I-G-H-D-E-U-X.com. But she pivoted the company in an interesting way. So let's bring Lee on. Lee, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Lee, tell us, what was your business like before coronavirus? Tell us a little bit about your business, the nature of it. Absolutely. Prior to this pandemic, we manufacture, we design and manufacture bedding, textiles, and soft goods, primarily focused on the luxury dorm bedding market, but we also do home bedding and home decor and various other soft goods and textiles. We design and make duvets, pillow shams, bed skirts, blankets, towels, throw pillows, floor pillows, beanbag cubes, really oh all the gosh. soft goods all that, the um, things you would, that you would need to decorate your bedroom. Right. right. And so when, when this actually, happened. Okay, the company okay. actually grew out of a need when my daughter went off to school and had difficulty searching uh, online and, and shopping in retail stores for bedding in the extra long twin size. And we made some things for her room. We made some custom products and just designed a few things that we thought were functional and pretty. And one thing led to another and friends and, 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 and various colleagues started calling and asking where you know these pieces came from. And we realized there was a need for dorm decor and there weren't a lot of options for it. So we sort of found ourselves accidentally um, designing and making dorm dorm bedding. And it just really grew out of one product that started it all, which is what we call our pillow headboard, which is a headboard pillow shaped like a headboard. And it's a perfect <laughs> sort of genius product for the dorm room because kids put their beds up against a cinder block wall. And this product goes up against the wall, creates a headboard, but then gives you something really soft to lean against. That was our it. initial product that launched the company. Thank you. What a great 
success. That's a wonderful story. And I, I, I'm excited about that kind of product line. I think it makes sense. But now in today's world, when uh, in March, when we suddenly got all the information about COVID-19, saw how serious it was, and people were asked to shelter at home and safer at home, we call it in Los Angeles, it was hard on small businesses. I'm sure it was scary. And uh, when they talked about kids not going back to college, it, that meant you had to really rethink about maybe not returning to college in the fall. How did you uh, how did you react to that, and what caused you to change your business? Sure, yeah. So when they announced that they were going to send all the college kids home from school, it was it happened right at the the same time that we sort of kick off our dorm shopping season. So what happens is we get um, you know all sorts of requests from all over of the country to host trunk shows and to bring our brand into various markets, into retail stores, into people's homes. And so we were scheduled for a very heavy circuit of, of traveling road shows and pop-ups for March, April, and May. And that's really sort of the kickoff to our season. What happened was, you know, all the kids were sent home. A lot of kids who, um, you know, were planning on starting to decorate their dorm rooms really didn't know what was going to happen. So they, you know, they quit ordering online. They quit looking online. You know, they were just very focused on getting set up at home and doing all their online Zoom classes. And nobody was really thinking about what was going to happen next and, and last, lastly, you know, how they were going to decorate their dorm rooms. So for us, you know, we realized quickly this is going to affect our business in a very big way. And, and depending on how long the quarantine lasts, you know, this could very much, you know, take a, a, a very big chunk out of our business. So, so what you we had to make a change. Was, you know, and you had to change, had to make a change. Right. Yeah. Tell me you how make, you chose to do masks. How did you choose that? As an alternative, well, you, you know, immediately when I saw the story out of South Korea where they were talking about how South Koreans were, you know, really flattening the curve that they hadn't, it hadn't spread in that country the way it had in mainland China, I thought to myself, you know what? I think that that mask is going to become a requirement. And for for whatever reason, I just had an aha moment, and I called several of the mills that we work with. We have different product lines, so we, we have different mills that manufacture different lines. So I started calling the different mill you know, manufacturers and asking them, hey, can we shift and make masks? And several of them said they didn't feel like they could get up and running quickly enough to make it, you know, to turn them around quickly enough. But one mill in particular that we work with was able to do it. And they said, you know what, we're going to start working on a pattern, a template right away. And they were able to turn it around the design of a mask in 24 hours. And we just jumped on it. We had our designers taking all of our fabric designs, which are all digital files, and then uploading them to the mask template. And we did that Mm -hmm. literally within three to four hours. And we had them online in a half a day once we knew wow. that we, you know, we're going to be able to do this. So we just moved really quickly and we made it happen. And it was terrific because it kept my team going, especially my design team, which mm-hmm. you know, some of them were looking at, you know, potential furloughs. I was going to have to cut hours back. You know, I just didn't, I didn't feel like it was appropriate to be promoting betting. I didn't need them to be designing right, e-blast right, and, you know, social right. media posts. I needed them to be focused on something that was going to be helpful. And we were just very uniquely in a position to, to be able to help. And so I like that. I immediately you focused said, on the, right, you focused yeah. on something that was a real need that also had meaning. And I'm sure that really inspired 
the employees too. They felt like they were now contributing things that made a difference oh, in absolutely. people's lives. Yeah. yeah. And I know that with the, uh, let's talk about how successful it's been. I think how many days uh, were you in the market before you really saw the sales go up? I mean, it was a matter of hours. It literally, we, we put it online, we put it on our social media and I, I have to tell you, we actually listed the products on our website and did a mention of the fact that we were going to be making face masks, and already the orders were coming in before we even had them live on the site. It was, it was unbelievable. Wow. So wow. With the very first day, I think we did over $20,000 in sales the very first day that they went live. And I think there was just such an urgency. People wanted the masks. They wanted, you know, they wanted them quickly. They were having difficulty sourcing them from other places. And mm-hmm. you know, all, all the traditional outlets were taking weeks to be able to turn them around. So we were able to do it quickly, and we, our timing was very, very good. I think that's a great story in terms of fast turnaround really going on your gut right away and looking for the opportunity. I know that you're also, you've also been very philanthropic and you've always, uh, you focused like I do on uh, women and entrepreneurship and many things that you do. But I understand that the mask profits themselves are going to be donated. Can you tell us about that? Yes, absolutely. Um, we just, you know, felt like in this situation, it, there, there was just no, there was no way we could accept any of the profit from this. And so I sat down, I had a long talk with my husband who's, you know, who's very wise in many ways. And he said, you know, I I feel like you should donate a hundred percent of your profits. And I said, I do too. So we looked at a number of different charities that made sense to us. And we had become familiar with the first responders children's foundation out of New York. They had recently been involved with um, some different media organizations and had been um, the beneficiary of several, several other things that we had um, participated in. And we just wanted very much for them to be our charity. So I reached out to them and let them, know that they had been selected and I think you know part of wanting to purchase something like this is is really grounded in you know where is the money going to go and how how what kind of of effect is it going to have and I feel like you know part of the success has been the fact that we haven't kept any of the profit nor will we keep any of the profit on this project and it's really just something that we wanted to do you know we just wanted to make a difference we wanted to to be out there in a way that um you know made people feel really good about um our Wonderful. company we always we Wonderful. always used to say we make beds and make a difference now we say we're making masks and making a difference that's right exactly right making a difference we only have about a minute left uh, Talk to me okay. about challenges as a CEO and as a leader in this difficult time, things you've learned, things you've had to be challenged with uh, as you've managed the company through this tough time and with this new pivot to masks and this uh, obviously high demand for them. Right. I think our biggest challenge in this is that we've just been overwhelmed with customer service questions, and I have a very small team. So we have had to adjust the way that we communicate with our customers. And while I would love, you know, to be able to respond to every single question that has come in, you know, we haven't been able to do that. We have to, we really look towards our um, email distribution list 
to communicate. Mm-hmm. So we sent out a number of those. We Today, just a few minutes ago, we sent out an email, Your Questions Answered, which basically was all a list of all the questions we'd been getting for the last couple of days compiled in a list so that everyone would know, you know, what is their turnaround time? How long do, can they expect to, you know, wait on their mask? What do they do with their mask? How do they clean them? You know, can they change their orders? Can they include a private message, a gift card, all these different things? Um, I think that has been our biggest challenge is figuring out, you know, how do we deal with the volume coming in on orders for something that, um, you know, that we just never expected to be, you know, to be making. So and I think that's smart. That, you know, you were able to respond with a, with a personality and with a kindness to people. And you're right. Absolutely. You're doing FAQs, right? You're answering your pre Frequently asked questions. Very smart That's to exactly be able to right. do that. Exactly no, I right. I don't know if you can that. hear if you can hear that ding that keeps. <laughs> do you hear the bell that keeps ringing in the background? I, I, I meant to turn that off, but that are. That is my alert for orders, and I apologize. Oh. <laughs> That's just so I know we have new ones. I just wanted that's to apologize for that. <laughs> no, no problem. I think that's a good thing to know that you, more orders are coming in. And we're they really talking in. about thousands. I know you mentioned uh, even 6,000 sales in, in five or six days when you first went into the market, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've probably sold over a thousand masks a day um, since we started. And, you know, we just, we, we're grateful that we are in a position to lend a hand and then we can help support the effort. So, and, and, and the great thing is our mill can handle it, whether you order one mask or five masks or 500 masks, we can turn them around still within that three to five day window. And that's great. You've got the capacity. Well, thank you. This has been Lee Goodwin, the CEO from, Lidu, a wonderful company that's got very fashionable and fun masks, and as you just heard, can turn them around very quickly. Another example of how a business has pivoted, and thank you, Lee. We've learned a lot. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it, and um, we look forward to um, providing whatever kind of help we can during this pandemic. In this age of uh, COVID-19 and the terrible uh, business consequences of this uh, pandemic, it's important for us to know what can we do as business owners to pivot and grow our businesses? That was a great example. Now we're going to turn to another very successful business that's been able to pivot and see what lessons we can learn for ourselves as business owners and business leaders. I'd like to bring on the show Dr. Puna Ramazani, and she is a part of an organization called Dr. Bright. Uh, She co-founded this company and creates natural toothpaste products and other things. But I'd like to get her on so she will tell us about their company and about how they made the changes that have made them successful in this very difficult time. Uh, Dr. Ramazani, thank you so much for joining us on The Deciders. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Renee. Tell me first about the the organization. I know you're a dentist and your sister was your co-founder. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Dr. Bright Company and why you came to that. Then we'll talk about how it's impacted what the uh, COVID-19 has done to your business and the pivot. But first, let's start with how you started the company and what the company does. Yeah, sure. So we started Dr. Bright about five years ago. I am a dentist of over 20 years. and My sister is a cancer surgeon. So we kind of came together about five years ago and um, we created a line of natural oral care. It's not just natural oral care, but really effective and um, every product solves a problem. So we saw a need for that in the market and um, we launched our products about about five years ago, about um, 
July is when we uh, incorporated our, our company, and in December we launched our first product back in um, 2015. So natural oral care product, um, a lot of products that we have are new to the market and also first in the market, and they all solve oral care and oral health issues. And people can find those products at your website. Is that right? Is that drbright.com? Yeah, all of the products are sold through our website on drbright.com. We're in about 500 stores nationwide, um, and also we sell on Amazon. I want to mention, too, that Bright is B-R-I-T-E. Right? Yes, so it's, it's drbright.com. There's no dot, so D-R-B-R-I-T-E.com. Got it, got it. Well, we all know that uh, at this uh, point in time, it's not necessarily the top thing on people's minds as we see the effects of the pandemic and the need for physical distancing and for people to do less shopping and be out and about less. I imagine that had an impact on your business, and it looks like you shifted and pivoted. Can you tell us? Did it impact your business, and what did you do? Yes, yes. So um, about a month ago, um, we have a hand sanitizer it's called Protect Hand Sanitizer. We used to sell this sanitizer to medical and dental offices. And about a month ago, one of my um, dental uh, distributors actually contacted us and said, oh, my God, nobody has sanitizers, so what's going on with you? And we're like, we have them. So she started putting putting in a lot of orders, and that's when we realized, oh, my God, there is a need for this. So Almost overnight, we shifted all of our production to produce um, hospital-grade uh, isopropyl alcohol, 70% by content, which actually exceeds CDC protocol. And we brought, up, we brought it out to, to mass public to help everyone because this is something that they need right now. So working around the clock, we hired about 30 people. We took this opportunity as, you know, as... Um, a business opportunity and also helping communities, and we just went for it. I love it. I think the fact that you were able to turn around so quickly, and now it's interesting, so the, the impetus for this was actually a call from one of the uh, supply, people who buy from you. They realized the need. Uh, what did it take for you to make that decision? Did It was a hard decision to make, you and your sister. Did you have to pencil out the numbers, or did you just go on instinct? How did that happen? Well, um, as soon as we figured out that there is a need. We started looking into getting the ingredients, getting everything ready and set up. We sent an email out, um, I guess it was Saturday the 12th, March 12th, to all of our customer list, which we have about a 40,000 email list. And we sent an email talking about how we kind of shifted and what we're doing to protect everyone um, when they purchase products from us in the COVID-19 um, kind of crisis or era, and we told them what pre-measure um, sanitation prop things that we are doing to make them feel like, oh my God, yes, they are actually doing something, so that the products get to our houses clean and and. Um, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. So when we did that, we announced that we are releasing our sanitizer to the public, and we kind of pre-sold, and we saw the mass like orders that are coming in (laughs) we didn't even have a product yet at that time so when the orders came in we were like oh my god there is really a need for this so we Mm -hmm. did everything we could we maxed out our credit cards and paid for ads and 
got things started and the cash flow just came. So it was a risk. It was a very big risk, but we took it and we are very glad we did. Well, you know, I think, you know, you met a real need that was out there. You had a a superior product, a high quality product and people, you're right, uh, there was a demand. I'm curious, can you give any numbers out of the 40,000 emails that you sent out as part of that email blast? Did you you know, were 10% of the people ordered, 5%, any any sense of how quick the, the demand spiked you can share with us? So, yes, of course I can. Um, normally, we have about a 10 to 15% open rate in our emails. That particular email open rate was huge. It was 35%, which is much higher than industry standards. And mm-hmm. out of the 35% of the emails that were opened, uh, 15% of those people purchased. So, it was a big deal because before we used to get 100 orders a day and we were so happy. Now we're getting over 1,500, 2,000 orders. We shut down our ads and we stop everything because we just can't wow. take in any more orders. So, yeah, it's it's just incredible. Well, you that was a really smart move. And you're, you're right. You took a risk, but it was worth it. It's, uh, it's, it's the right thing. People need it. And, uh, and and it's going to get your name into people's minds, right? The drbright.com. The, the product is called Protect. Is that the name for it, the sanitizer? Yes, it's called Protect Hand Sanitizer. Again, it has 70% isopropyl alcohol. Not all hand sanitizer are the same in these day and age. And also with COVID-19, you need to be careful to make sure that you are using a hand sanitizer that actually kills germs. Um, it's a good point. Are, You're right. You're right. It actually goes Otherwise, over and beyond what CDC recommends. So it is a great product. You need to have product is key. We always believed in it. And the reason why we're successful with our oral care line is because our products are just the best in the market. You need to do whatever it takes to create a product that is the best and also needed. That's really good advice to our listeners. I think you're right. You can't... Uh, Take it. You have to have a high-quality product with good quality ingredients. You have to go through testing to know that it's right, right? And you want to make sure that you're you're meeting a, a real market demand. Now, managing 30 new people to bring in to be able to make this product, any uh, challenges you face as a leader in that context? Um, very, very challenging because overnight, within a few days, literally two or three days, we hired 30 people. We're very grateful because these people lost their jobs because of COVID-19, and they were working in a bakery that the bakery was doing a lot of things for corporate, and all of her orders were, were canceled. So we were very lucky. We know her. She's the CEO of that um, a bakery, and also we kind of reached out and said, oh, my God, do you, cause you should, we knew that these people have been working with her for years. So, yeah, we were lucky in that sense, and also they're lucky because we created jobs and they came in. But, yes, we paid our first, um, the first paycheck actually was about a week ago, and, um, yeah, that increased our numbers tremendously. We had 12 people working front and back including our creative team, our marketing team, and now we have 30 on top of it, so we're about 42 people. So as you can imagine, it's a lot more. Yeah, a lot more people to manage. No, I know. I I get that. I'm around 30 people, and when you add all our freelancers in, it's close to 50. And that means you're you're managing a larger crew. What about, you know, advice you would give people? I mean, I heard the advice about a quality product and meet a demand. 
What about in terms of getting people to follow you and as you lead them and encourage them? Advice you would give other business owners, particularly in these times of anxiety and uncertainty? I can easily tell everybody that, and people know that are entrepreneurs or they have their own businesses, how volatile the situation is and how um, hard it is sometimes because you don't have the cash flow coming in and also you have to make radical decisions or instant decisions right then and there um, when you see the need. Um, I just want to tell everyone that, you know, whatever your heart tells you or whatever your gut feeling is, just go for it. Because if you don't go for it at that time and moment, you will miss the opportunity of your lifetime. I never thought in the entire world that this COVID-19 situation would create such an amazing you know, um, opportunity for our company to grow so fast. We started with 40,000 emails. We have over 100,000 emails in less than three weeks. So yeah. wow. that was one thing. Email list building was one of our goals. And we mm-hmm. had to go and do giveaways and do a lot of other, other things. Now we're so busy, we don't even have time for that. But what I'm trying to say is create a, the best product, best quality product. Do not... Um, cut down on that because that's very important what people get. That's how you build a brand versus just selling a product for when it's needed and getting out. And two, well, I like the idea. Of, yeah, yeah. The fact that you said to follow your intuition, right? Your gut told yeah. you this was an opportunity and you had to put your, uh, your credit cards on the line to make it happen, but you made it a big success. And, uh, and uh, and you were right, as you said earlier, right? You've got to go with you, what you genuinely feel. That's great advice for our listeners. Yep. The opportunity knocks on your door one time. You just take that opportunity and run with it. Thank you so much. This has been uh, Dr. Puna Ramazani, and she is a co-founder of Dr. Bright, drbright.com. It's D-R-B-R-I-T-E.com. You can get a wonderful uh, protect hand sanitizer and they also have natural products for your teeth and she's been a great in your mouth she's been a great example of how businesses have to pivot in these difficult times of COVID-19 and the economic consequences thank you all for listening Fraser Communications is delighted to be a part of the deciders we hope you've learned some lessons and you can turn to our podcast that are available on FraserCommunications.com. Thank you for listening and be sure to listen next week. Have a wonderful week ahead. Please stay healthy and stay safe. This is a message from Dr. Barbara Ferrer of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. When you're with others who are not from your household, wear a cloth face covering. Always make sure your hands are clean before and after you touch your face covering. And wear a clean cloth face covering every day. Learn more at publichealth.lacounty.gov. To learn more about how you can protect yourself from COVID-19, go to publichealth.lacounty.gov. Brought to you by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. This show is pre-recorded and furnished by Frazier Productions. 